You are listening to Intrepid Healthcare's exclusive coverage of the HIMSS Annual Conference and Exhibition. Welcome to HIMSS 15 Direct from Chicago. Our coverage is brought to you by CTG Health Solutions, your trusted advisor for healthcare IT advisory and consulting services. And now, here are your hosts, Joe Lavelle and Rayanne Thorne. Welcome to a special episode of Intrepid Healthcare Live from the HIMSS 15 exhibition floor in Chicago. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm very excited to be bringing you Talk HIT with CTG with my friend and co-host, Rayanne Thorne, from a remote studio right here in the CTG Health Solutions booth. Rayanne Let's say some good things about our real good friends at CTG. Will do, Joe. It's such a pleasure to be here at HIMSS 15. Over the last three decades, CTG has provided comprehensive, trusted advisor, consulting, leadership, and solutions to more than 700 provider and payer clients. Let's get to it. Let's get right to it. Today, we're joined by Kurt Kwok, CIO of ProLiance Surgeons in Seattle. Kurt, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks oh, for the invite. We're sure very happy to have pleasure. you here. Thank you. Before we get into our discussion, why don't you take a few seconds and inform the audience about you and your background. I'm the Chief Information Officer for ProLine Surgeons based out of Seattle. It's an organization of about 1,900 employees. We have 60 care center locations. We are an ASC or Ambulatory Surgical Center, and that's really our bread and butter and uh, we call ourselves episodic, meaning ah. we sort of detach ourselves from primary care. That is our strategy to sort of be the best in what we do in special surgeries and surgical procedures. I've been a CIO in healthcare for about seven years. Prior to this role at ProLiance, I was with the Washington Health Benefit Exchange, building the statewide exchange for insurance purchases. And then prior to that, I was regional CIO for Providence Health and Services. Oh, great. So lots of great healthcare experience. Thank you. So you've been on this journey about installing EMRs and attaining meaningful use over the last few years. Yes. Tell us what you've learned, what you might do differently, or what you've learned that you're going to push forward into your projects going forward. It's ironic. I'm sitting right in front of Epic. There you go. (laughs) Epic was the key implementation when I was at Providence Health and Services. And ironically, when I joined ProLiance, I learned that we have seven different EMRs that we manage in-house, which that's, that was my reaction right off the bat. But as I learned more about the business model at ProLiance, it made sense because we grow from acquisitions. And one of the silver bullets in acquisitions for us is allow the private practices to retain their technologies when they come on board. That's why we have such a disparate set of applications and systems in our environment. We're managing it well, no big issues. And hopefully when we stabilize our growth and we get to a point where we could actually look ahead, then we'll look to sort of streamline and standardize as we go. But it is kind of unwieldy, and, and that right. is a common reaction from people when you I You have them, to be agile in order do. to be able to do this. You've got to we know do. that maybe next week you're going to have to go a different way. Absolutely. Turn the corner a different way. But when you understand your model as you described it, it, it makes sense that it's probably not the first business problem you have to have a single EMR, being that it's episodic and it's not like you go to surgery today and tomorrow and the next day. That's right. And you're in a growth phase still. We are. We are about 18, 19% growth projection for this year. We grew about 18% last year. So who knows what's going to happen next year or last year, I should say. So who knows what's going to happen in 2016. 
Kurt, maybe to your disadvantage, hopefully to your advantage, Rayanne and I are just on fire because we've just gotten (laughs) through talking to several patient advocates and they've got really great stories and they're participating here in HIMSS in a a really great great way. Excellent. Um, I'm just curious, what's your patient engagement strategy? How are you engaging the patients? One thing I mentor my guys, the IT team, I remind them that care center Clinicians, physicians, nurses aren't the only ones that are approaching the patients. IT, from the systems we provide, the support we provide, and all the fixes we provide, we are part of healthcare and patient care. We have to be. That's the only way this is going to work. If we separate ourselves from contact with the patients, that's where all the issues will arise. So that's the number one thing. Be engaged with the clinicians and be part of the healthcare that we provide to our patients. Good deal. Another really main topic here this year is population health. Are you guys doing anything in that regard? You know, we just had a CIO focus group regarding population health, and I I was sort of ashamed to hear (laughs) everybody around me talk about what they're doing, and I couldn't provide any more because we are not as engaged because of our model. It's hard to be connected to the population when we are disconnecting ourselves from primary care services. So we defer a lot of that to the primary physicians. We are a very referral-based organization. That makes perfect sense. And we just engaged a couple of large hospitals in Seattle to form an ACO for Boeing. So it's an organization-based ACO that we are a part of. But we're, again, a very small subset of a larger model. So I wish I could say we're fully engaged in population health. But in this model, it's, it's kind of difficult, too. Absolutely. It's fully understandable. I might be putting you on the hot seat again. I've been a part of this ICD-10 war Mm. for the last five years. Uh And what people are commonly saying out there is the hospitals are ready, but the physicians aren't. Well, you're in the ideal position to tell us. Right, sitting right between them both. We're ready. Yeah. Absolutely. As big as you are, I I could only imagine. It's been a long journey. The physicians are, I mean, they know we have to do this. They don't really have an option. Right. We got through uh, meaningful use too, just fine. ICD-10 is right on target. We just have one application that we're kind of struggling and upgrading to be ICD-10 ready, but I think we'll be fine here in the next couple of months. So we're ready. I love hearing that. I do I too. And, and I hope we aren't going to hit another snag, another delay. I hope, we, I hope it's time uh, that this, we just go forward and, and it's ready to go. I, oh, man. I can't imagine another delay. Oh, that would be Joe disastrous. and I are talking. We, we're not going to talk about it next year. We're we gonna, have a pact. No. They'll be, yeah. Yeah. We'll ignore anybody. <laughs> Don't bring it up. We're not talking about it. Now, if it goes, then I'm sure we'll still be talking about fixing things, about catching up for the AR that was lost, for sure. improving process, for maybe even taking another approach at ICD-10 because they got started too late and they didn't realize how important clinical documentation improvement was. Yeah. But that's a much more productive conversation, I believe. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait until then. <laughs> Absolutely. In the news, there's a lot of talk about data breaches, Yes. right? Target suffered a big one last year as a retail organization. Are you concerned about this in your organization? And if you are, what are you doing to prevent or at least be aware? We're very concerned. Anthem was a big one. And recently, Primera, big payer up in Seattle, right. admitted they were breached six months ago and they just reported it. So, of course, the first reaction from our physicians and our CEO is, Kurt, what are we doing about it? Right. Like, we're doing what we're supposed to do, which is 
leverage all the best practices we have, be on alert. Stay aware. And just look for ways to improve our perimeter through security practices and technologies. And I come from, like mentioned earlier, um, from Washington Health Benefit Exchange, where we built our security system based on IRS and CMS standards. That's right. So I brought in a security executive from that organization with me to ProLiance, and I think we're on a good path to protect our environments. That's that's good to know. One of my favorite parts of our show is that we ask you to brag on your team a little bit. Tell us about (laughs) a project that was really successful in this last year and point out how your team really came through for you. So we went 100% virtual in our data center last year. Wow. Uh, Went from a very old, outdated to a pretty significant dollar investment. But in addition to the dollar investment, a lot of people investment and manpower to implement what we currently have. That's why I am confident about our security model because everything's virtual-based. It's better to manage. It's faster. It's a lot more manageable than it was before. We got single points where we could actually monitor and be more agile versus multiple points where we right. had before, I feel really good. And the That's team great. worked their butts off. Okay. We, we did have some turnover because of what happened, but overall, it turned out to be a great project for us, and we're standing pretty good for the next three to five years. If an organization came to you similar to yours and said, we're afraid to do that, we're afraid to go completely virtual, what would you tell them? There must be a good reason they're afraid. Right. I think it's one of those things where you jump in when you're ready. I was like that about five years ago. I wasn't a fan of virtualization nor cloud. Right. Because I didn't feel the technologies were ready. I think it's more they mature They probably now. weren't. Yeah. I think it's much more mature now. I'm not going to say it's bulletproof, but we committed to it. We had conviction behind it, and then we got it done. And I'm not going to say it's perfect because we're tuning and fixing as we go. I say just wait until you're ready to go. If you're hesitant, don't do it. Yeah, congratulations on that. That's a, Thank you. <laughs> that's a big accomplishment to actually be able to say 100% virtual. So Thank you very much. What are some well of the done. Th- things you're working on this year? What are big projects? Because of the big investment last year, we are uh, in this year of stabilization. Yeah. So on performance, uh, we have a big Citrix environment that struggled last year. So we're looking to bolster that. We're focusing on storage and disk utilization and also uh, application performance optimization. We got seven different EMRs and some perform well and some don't. So we want to focus on those that are not performing as well and tune as much as we can and improve the experiences of the users. That's great. Obviously, you've come halfway across the country to be in this place for 40,000 of your closest friends. What, <laughs> what do you hope to take back with you? What do you, what do you have to learn before you leave this place? <laughs> I hope to meet every one of those 40,000 people. <laughs> good luck. You better, you, I hope you've met at least half of them by so, now. So I had a good start by meeting about four so far. <laughs> okay, good. Well, now you're on the radio. Yeah. Everyone can listen. 0.001%. <laughs> there you go. We're almost there. This is my sixth hymns. Okay. Sixth year in a row. And each time I learn something new, I see something new, I meet new friends and associates that, who I can network with. So it's another very productive trip. And that's what I'm going to bring back to Seattle after a few more days here. I've got some ideas from my peer CIOs in Chime CIO forums. Good. Yeah, just those things that we talk about, but we really think about. 
this trip allows me to think through a lot of that and I can bring some of that back. So you mentioned earlier about five years ago, you weren't ready to say, I'm ready to go virtual. When you consider all the changes that have taken place in the last five years and where you are now, Mm -hmm. what do you think is going to happen in the next five years? Wow. That's a big, tough question. (laughs) Anything you see for sure on the horizon or maybe something you'd like to see? Oh, man. We'll throw some buzzwords out that have yeah, come we, through here. Yeah, sure. we talked about predictive we've analytics. Already, we've talked here we, with you about patient engagement. Yeah. Right. Interoperability is a big one. Interoperability. What was the other one we heard? Oh, there's there's so many things everybody's talking about. Big data. You know, how, how can we really use big data to the best effect for patient engagement? I mean, yep. there, there's a way to use it there, and we're not even really considering that. And my only hesitation in answering that question is... I could say those buzzwords, but if I'm not ready to do them, I don't. Right. But what are you ready to do? Or is there something that you're thinking about that you guys really want to do? We just started to kick the door on business intelligence and clinic, clinical intelligence that. this year. That's great. So some companies are already, you know, many years into it, but we just kicked that off with outcomes. And then we're going to get into patient satisfaction. And then we're going to get into closed loop medication. So we got all these things lined out. But we're going to start with the clinical outcomes, and we're about six months into it, and we're seeing good positive outputs from it. Uh, you're probably going to make some interesting discoveries along the way. We are seeing some interesting discoveries <laughs> and surgeon, how would I call it, behaviors because of what we're doing. Wow. Because we're uncovering a few things in a good way. In a good way. Well, it it would have to be a good way when you can uncover and and maybe highlight good behavior. Correct. Remove bad behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Or mitigate or reduce. Right, right, right. (laughs) Or just let the data help without being punitive. Positive changes. Um, Positive changes, absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Kurt, it looks like we're running close to out of time. Before we let you go, where can people go to contact you and learn more about ProLiance? I'm available on LinkedIn. Just C-U-R-T-K-W-A-K, Kurt Kwok in LinkedIn. And ProLiance Surgeons, it's ProLiance It's one word. And just drop me a note through that website or drop me a note through LinkedIn. And I'll be more than happy to respond to any queries I have. Great. Thank it was you a real so pleasure. much. Thank it was you. great to Thanks meet you. Thanks for the opportunity. Enjoy the rest of your time. Thank you. All right. That wraps this live broadcast from Hymns 15. Again, we want to have a shout out. To our sponsor, Rayanne, CTG Health Solutions. They are committed to the client mission, which is great people, results-focused, value-based, integrated solutions. Thank you, CTG, for having us here. Absolutely. On behalf of our guest, Kurt Kwok, and my co-host, Rayanne Thorne, I'm Joe Lavelle, and Intrepid Healthcare's live coverage from Chicago will be right back. <laughs> 